Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Hey. What is up and what's happening, everybody? Welcome in to episode one of Countdown to Kickoff. Uh, we are here with our guy, Mike G, to talk some Auburn football. Mm. Mike G, what's going on tonight, brother? Not much, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, welcome to the War Report Podcast Network, episode one of Countdown yeah, to Kickoff. Up, I'm excited to talk with you guys tonight. Love that, Mike. Uh, Dustin, how you doing down there, brother? I'm good, man. Like I told Mike last Wednesday, last year, football, we were recording on our phones, dude, just kind of <laughs> uploading audio. This year, we got the guy, Mike G, countdown to kickoff, man. We're doing this once a week. We're going to interview somebody. We already got our guest lined up next week. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit later on. But um, we're fired up to be doing this, man. Really excited. We're going to do some over-under tonight, just like we did on the last episode. Uh, this time, we're going to focus more on some units and things like that. Right. Position groups. Love that. Dustin, you got a uh, you got a little something about homefieldapparel.com? Yeah, dude, you already know. Like I've been saying, man, fly us gear on the market. So we got this go. open to kickoff coming up versus UMass. You want to be the flyest of the 87,401 people in Jordan Hill, mm. baby, don't you? Go ahead and snag you some of that gear, put it on, type in code UPTEMPO, all caps, UPTEMPO, get 15% off your first purchase. Let them know we sent you, man, help us out. Love that. Well, Dustin... Uh, I know that you come up with some questions that you wanted to present to Mike G, get his answers, and and us talk about some big-time topics. So, uh, fire away, brother. We'll yes, get sir. right into it. First one, we're going to start off. Points per game on offense. Last year, fellas, we averaged 24.8 points per game. That was good for our 87th of the 131 teams. We really had an <laughs> offensive gurus last year running the show. Over or under, we'll start with you, Mike G. Over or under 28 points per game here. Ooh. Man, listen, this is tough. Um, a lot is, I mean, this is one of those things that we hope Hugh Freeze improves quickly at Auburn. Yep. Um, and so I want to preface my stance here, preface my stance here by talking about how many games Auburn lost over the last few years because they could not score three touchdowns mm-hmm. in a game. <laughs> um, you know, having offensive head coaches, um, uh, and having a poor offense is just inexcusable. So Hugh Freeze is Auburn's third straight. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Offensive <laughs> hit coach. Yeah. And We're trying to get it right, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> they've, got, they've got to figure out, like, how to do this thing right. So um, you guys set the over-under at 28. You know, for perspective, I want to talk about what that would have meant 
in the league last year, right? Um, yeah. So uh, 28 points per game is where Ole Miss was at. Um, and they were the third from the bottom. The only teams worse than them in producing points per game were Florida and Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Both were dumpster fires at time on offense. Yep. Now, Florida had a decent quarterback, but they had a lot of other issues. And Texas mm-hmm. A&M, we all know their offense was awful. Auburn yeah. sat at 33 points per game last year. Right? Um, bolstered by some weak opponents where they scored a lot of points. Yeah. Right? Um, but uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see. Uh, they've got to do a lot better than 28 points per game. So I'm going over on this one mm-hmm. uh, because they have to. Right, like if you're going to win six games and make a bowl game, you you got to be over 28 points a game because yes. you're going to be bottom of the league, bottom fourth of the league at 28 points per game. Uh, offense in college football, guys, is so high flying, man. You know, uh, and the rules are very offense friendly. It's never been harder to play defense than it is. You breathe on a guy, pass interference, right? You touch the quarterback, right? you know, you're thrown out of the game. Yep. You know, you try to hit a guy targeting. Like, it has never been harder to play defense as it is right now, which is why we've seen points per game go through the roof. You know, I think Auburn has to be somewhere in the area of 38 points per game, man, to mm. have a decent season, uh, to have a better than seven-win season. So I'm going over here. Hugh Freeze has got to find a way to produce four touchdowns on a field goal every game. He's got to do it. You, Mike G, you can look at the LSU game. You can mm. even look. You can even look at the Arkansas game. You know, uh, there, there's uh, the Ole Miss game. We we scored some points, but uh, we we tapered off at the end. Uh, you know, we got wore down in the second half there. Uh, but I agree with you 100. percent I have to go over. Uh, I think this Auburn offense has to produce points, uh, and and you're going to have to match these high powered offenses in in the SEC. I know they expect out of, like I mentioned, Ole Miss, they expect a lot of points. Arkansas this year, they expect a lot of points. LSU, uh, so on and so forth. Alabama, you know, we're waiting to really see what they got, but we know they're going to put up points. So, I agree. I I think Auburn's got to get it in the end zone this year. No more settling for three. Uh, You got to get six. Tennessee scored 46.5 points per game last year. That led led the SEC, right? LSU was at 44. Um, you know, uh, Mississippi State was at 44. Like, I mean, I mean, just think about this, right? Like, you know, are these in conference? Are these in conference games, Mike, or this overall for this overall? This overall, but like, okay, because I had I had 24. Um, 24. Yeah, you had it in conference. Yeah, in in conference, obviously, it's a lot harder, right? But you know, overall, you know, there's a correlation between the teams at the top, right, and where they finish. Um, so there are some outliers, of course, but. You know, ultimately, if you don't score points, you're not going to win. Uh, the days of low scoring, you know, think about how fortunate Georgia was to score 16 points versus Missouri yeah. and win. Yeah. Right. Like, and that was an all world defense. Anybody, any other team would have lost that game. Yes. Right. You know, so yeah, you don't, you know, all world defense, man. Like, you know, and you're not scoring at least four touchdowns a game, you're going to be in a lot of dog fights. And hope you know, and flip a coin about whether you end up on the winning side or not. One hundred percent. I think a lot of it, guys, is our next one here. Thirty six point thirty six percent on getting on third down conversion rate on offense. That was where we were at last year. Thirty six percent. 
that's just it's not gonna get it's not gonna do it's not gonna get it done yeah um i'm gonna go over just because it has to be over i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna it can't get much worse and i think a lot of this is just the mess we saw on offense man if you're gonna switch out quarterbacks in the middle of the drive I think back to Penn State specifically where we had a good drive going and then we pulled TJ, bring Robbie in on third down. You get a false start and all of a sudden you're back mm-hmm. even more. You're just shooting yourself in the foot. Yep. Um, but to me, like, and defense wasn't any better last year. I believe defense was 44%, right at 44% on getting yep. off the field on third down. That's mm-hmm. that's the kind of one of the hidden stats in the game right there. Uh, to me, it's going to be over because it has to be over. I can't imagine how many teams are much worse than 36%. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over um, on this one. Thirty six percent is again bottom third of the league. Yeah, yeah. And sure. so uh, Hugh Freeze talked a lot about you know um, this offseason. He's had uh, these talks, you know, with these alumni clubs, and they talk about third down percentage. And he talks a lot about first and second down and putting mm-hmm. yourself in convertible third down situations. You know, um, you know, being in third and four, third and three versus third and eight or third and long, essentially. Yep. Um, Auburn mm-hmm. found themselves in third and long a lot without a passing game. Mm-hmm. And that is a recipe for disaster. Right. Mm-hmm. So you need to be in third and manageable. Right. And then you 100%. need a quarterback that can complete a six yard pass for a first down <laughs> accurately. Uh, and over the last few years, Auburn has not had that consistently. Yep. So it's led to low third down conversion rates. Um, this is something I'm going to go over. You know, when we're talking offense. It's hard, man, because some a lot of these numbers are on the floor, and so I'm in right. my mind is nowhere to go but up. So what is a yep. what is a good number for you, Mike? What do you think a good number oh, on the season? Oh man, I think in the high 40s would be excellent. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. The best teams in the league are like in the 60s. In terms of third down uh, oh, conversion, that would be, be fantastic. Fantastic, but I think <laughs> high forties, you know, you can compete. Maybe even mm-hmm. in the mid forties, you can compete, man. Around like forty five percent, and you can compete. Flip a coin, right? That means you're making half of your third down. And like, you know, if, if think about this, guys. Um, the, the end of the game comes, and it says Auburn was, you know, eight for sixteen on third down. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really crying about that, right? Like, no, no, for sure. You know, you're, you're thinking, yeah. okay, they got some, they, they won some, they lost some, depending mm-hmm. on how manageable those actual those third downs were. You got to remember, there are some third downs where you have essentially conceded, but you're not going to make it. So you run yeah. a play yeah. that you know you're not going to make it, right? Like that happens quite a bit. Third right? nineteen, yeah, yeah, and you're just like, we're not going to make this, so we're going to run it up the middle. They're going to get tackled, and we're going to punt. Um, so yeah, I, that's why I think in the mid forties or anywhere close to a coin flip is really, really good. Whereas you're going to have three or four of those, a game where you've conceded, you know, that you're going to punt. Yeah. I, Mike, I'm right there with you as well. I, I'm going way over. Uh, I was actually uh, thinking around, you know, like you said, 47, 48%. Hopefully mm-hmm. we can get into that, that those low fifties. Uh, I would like to sit right there. Uh, but Auburn has to keep themselves out of third and long. Uh, you brought it mm-hmm. up last year. There was just way too many uh, situations where you just, you flat out knew before they ever snapped the football. Hey, we're punting. <laughs> You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can't pass, right? Yeah. Like you can't throw yeah. a fourth pass. So and, yeah, it sucks. And the defense is over there, guys, just going, damn, we ain't got no help. And that wears on you over the course of four quarters. Yep. By week seven, eight, nine, mm. they're they're done. They're gassed, right? Like you got to help them out. 
you, you could see it in our defense, even in the LSU game. You know, mm-hmm. in the second half, we were gassed because we couldn't we couldn't really move the football. Oh, it was yes. just, and when we did move it, you know, we ran a trick play and and threw yes. it right to Harold Perkins. You know, I mean, it, it was just things like that. You know, uh, you, you, you gotta you gotta get in the end zone. That's what it all comes down to. That that was Auburn's just that was their downfall last year. Do you year. guys think it would be fair to say the third down conversion rate is more about? play calling than it is about players right like yeah that that and that and i like scenarios and being disciplined because i can't tell you how many times we get to third and one third and two mike and then a guy that started two years on the offensive line can't keep his ass down knowing the line knowing the snap count yeah for sure right i just i just feel like if you call a bad play it's not necessarily on the players to execute a bad play yeah i agree with that and this is something Hugh Freeze talked about as well, too, when he talked about bringing in an offensive coordinator. Every coach is in search of, like, a coordinator that can improve red zone offense, especially. Yes. Right? Because the field shrinks, and it is harder down there to convert. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, because the, the 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 boundary lines are playing defense against you as well, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, – it becomes much easier on third and four and third and five when you have a mobile quarterback mm-hmm. that can force the defense to play you 11 on 11 mm-hmm. to convert those third and mids yep. or third and shorts, right? Like think about how unstoppable Auburn was on third down in 2013. Yeah. <laughs> With <laughs> Nick Marshall and Trey Mason, right? Like Trey was like an automatic first down yeah. from three yards out. Yeah. But if Nick pulled it, it was it was a pick your poison, man. They were killing you. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. So I think you know if I had to make an argument for Robbie Ashford winning the job, that would be it. Yeah, you have a higher percentage on third down, not putting the ball in the air with a quarterback that is that much of a threat, and then you have Jarquez Hunter and Demari Austin and Batie, who I think is going to be a menace. And good luck. Well, Mike, how much do you think uh, Hugh will design runs for Peyton Thorne if he does win the job? Do you do you think he's just going to sit in the pocket and throw it around the yard, or is he going to take off every now and then? We we argued about his running ability on the show uh, a couple shows ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the Peyton Thorne a good runner? Ike seems to think he's a, a decent runner, and I seem to think that, like, listen, man, <laughs> when when you are not a threat and then you do run it, People are just so surprised that you right. ran it. Like, there's going to be some things open. Listen, Peyton Thorne is not a threat to run. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i say this again. I is going to disagree. He's not a threat to run. He's a quarterback who can run and mm-hmm. burn you if you don't pay attention to him. But you're not game planning to stop him from running. Mm-hmm. It's not what you're worried about with Peyton Thorne. Yeah. And so, to, to answer your question, no. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be in the game plan – for, I mean, I think things are going wrong. Yeah, you know, you may have a play or two a game where maybe you know just to surprise them, he keeps it. That happens with yeah. every quarterback. Man, hell, Jared Stidham was slow as molasses, man, and he did it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And Gus's yeah. offense, right? So, like, but it wasn't. Nobody's game planning against that. For that to be effective, your offense has to be efficient in so many other areas with a quarterback who cannot, who's not an athlete. 
right? That's why that works. You're so good at everything else that they have to watch that. And then you ask your quarterback to run and it's open. <laughs> That's it, man. That's how that works. And if Love Ike it. tries to tell you different guys, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's wrong. I don't, not a runner. <laughs> I don't watch no film. <laughs> uh, next one, buddy. I know this is right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Over or under? 15 touchdowns for the wide receiver room this year. And I I like like this one because when I went and looked at it, dude, I actually called my dad and I called my brother when I was making this today because I said, just guess how many touchdowns our receivers had last year. And they didn't get it right. Oh, go lower, go lower. And eventually you can find our way down to six. VAR had three, Cam had two, and then uh, somebody else snuck in. Coy had one. And that's all six six of them. Yeah, six. Wow. Six receiving touchdowns. Um, because then Camden had had one, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Cam had two, um, VAR had three, Mm -hmm. and Coy had one. I mean, you only had you only had eight passing touchdowns total, Mike. Robbie had seven, and then TJ TJ had one. So, I think Jarquez has a reception touchdown, then maybe maybe Tank or one of those tight ends snuck in one, but yeah, that's it. You had eight passing touchdowns total, six out of the wide receiver room. Because so, over under 15, Mike, what you think, bro? That, I mean, you're talking about double the numbers. But I know listen. I went with 12, but I was like, man, with Hugh Freeze, yeah, even doubling it with 12 just seems low. Like I gotta go with 15. Yeah, and Hugh, I trust in this one. Yes, I'm okay. going over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he has produced some prolific receivers over his time. Guys at Liberty, he had a he had a 1500 yard receiver at Liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, this is a guy who recruited DK Metcalf. Um mm-hmm. You know, FaceTimes now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Apparently, it's a business, right? Uh, a little cameo there. Um, Come on, Perry. Uh, Evan Ingram. Like, I mean, think about uh, Laquan Treadwell. Mm-hmm. Come on, yep. man. I- I've got to go over on this one. And the reason why I'm going over on this for the wide receiver room is, is because I think that Peyton Thorne has raised the floor for the passing game at Auburn. And he mm-hmm. had 19 touch passing touchdowns last year and 11 interceptions. So 15, I think under Hugh freeze with either quarterback is a slam dunk. Once again, I agree. We're hammering overs here. Uh, and I just think the talent at the wide receiver position has gotten better. Uh, the 50, 50 balls, uh, you know, you obviously have shorter down there with uh, 11 TD grabs. Uh, coming over in this offense, Shane Hooks, uh, him coming over. I, I just feel like uh, we're deeper, we're better. We got two guys that can really just go up and get it. The other one, Camden Brown. Uh, so I, I'm going to go over. Uh, I'm just uh, – I'm excited about the wide receiver room. This is the first time I've really just kind of looked at the talent and been like, hey, Auburn's Auburn's got some real dudes over there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think I do think this we go over and like like Mike G said, uh, the, the Peyton Thorn pickup and just elevating the the pass and attack for the Auburn Tigers. I think that's going to have just so much to do with it, Dustin. Yeah. I mean, think about it this way, and, and this is this is me saying I, I think whether it's Robbie or Peyton, this number improves. Mm-hmm. Really? So over. Yeah. I don't think it matters which one. So you think we get over 15 passing touchdowns with Robbie to the receiver core? Yes, I do. And I love that. Because if he actually wins the job, it will be because he elevated his game. Great point. Okay. Right. I, I, I believe that. I believe if Robbie Ashford wins the job, 
um, he has shown you enough that he will feel good about over 15. Yep. You know, and if he yep. doesn't, um, he's going to pull the plug on him and Peyton's going to come and do it anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, this yeah. has got to be an yeah. over. Like, I know a lot of these are on the floor. It might sound like we're booging right now, like 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 we're being homers, <laughs> but it's the, the 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 numbers were really on the floor last yeah, year. Yeah, and that's what that's yeah. what I based them off of. I based them off the season we had last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I I mean, if you're listening to this, you know, I mean, it's a little bit of boog, but it's it's not. Yeah, this, these are realistic. I think these are realistic in Hugh Freeze's offense. Do you? So let's do this. Do y'all think that six touchdowns last year total? Do you think there's an individual on this team that has six touchdowns? I love this question too. Yes, I do. Who? Hot Who? take, Jay Fair. Okay. Oh, I should have known it. I should. Okay. Hot take, Jay <laughs> okay. Fair. Um, I like this. I, I think I, he is sneaky good, and I personally think Peyton to Jay Fair might end up being a thing that we hear often next year. Okay. Now, is that based on inside information? Yes. I source here, but I think Peyton Thorne to Jay Fair might be a prolific combination. And it's gonna it's gonna be one a lot of people see coming. There are a lot of other Auburn media personalities, guys, that disagree with me on this with Jay. I, mm-hmm. I think a kid's special, you know, and I think he's got everything that a coach wants. He works hard. He's super athletic. He's blown out every single weight room goal that's been set for him since he's been at Auburn. He's destroyed mm-hmm. and gone back to his coaches and said, yo, what are you guys doing, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is too easy. I was, I was built for this, right? Like, yeah, he is him. Love okay. that. Jay Fair is him. And if they can get him the ball, I think that – he may even be one of those receivers that's like top fourth of the league in yards after catch. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I think he's slippery. You know, I think you hit him over the middle. He's going to be hard to tackle for a lot of guys. So, you know, if that short passing game that was lacking at Auburn improves yes. and again, nowhere to go, but up yeah. I, Jay fair benefits. Mm. So I'm, I'm just saying, right. Like, um, and I will say this, I'll give you this. There may have been a certain quarterback who looked at a certain spring tape and saw a certain receiver and said, wow, hmm. you were open a lot. <laughs> mm. Mm. That may have happened. Oh. Right. So, and I'll leave it at that. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thor the J Fair might be might be pretty prolific. I, I'm 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 excited to see it. Blake, somebody touching six. Uh, man, that's tough. Mm. Uh, I said no to uh, what was it, Camden Brown yesterday, yeah. under five. Yeah, we kind of agreed it was just gonna be scattered uh, out. Yeah, man, I think it's I. I'm gonna say no, just because I, I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna spread the love. I think. I think you're gonna have three here, four here, two here. You know. I. I think. Um, I don't know, man. But then it's really hard to pick against like like shorter. You know. I mean, all the all the grabs he had last year for from North Texas, he was double digits. So mm-hmm. you got to think he's gonna be that high quality guy down in the red zone that they're gonna ask to go up and get a a fifty fifty ball. 
I'm I'm going to say no just because I think it's going to be spread around. I think each guy's going to get their their time at the table to eat. Okay, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. So so just just so that we're on the same page about this though, mm-hmm. um, I want to say in Q Freeze's offense, there's usually a guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, there's usually a guy, and mm-hmm. um, you know while we're doing this. Um, I just don't want to say this right and not have any numbers to back it up. So, like, I'm just looking at um, their passing. Um, if you go back to Liberty, right? Um, well, actually, we're looking at receiving, right? We're looking at receiving, and we're looking at receiving touchdowns. So, mm-hmm. um, in 2022, Demario Douglas had six. Okay, that was enough, right? Right six. at it, yeah. right? Yeah, that was six. In 2021. Demario Douglas, no, CJ Daniels, who's a wide receiver, had seven. Mm. And right 20, around it. Yeah, in 2020, um, they had a guy, um, their highest receiver had four. That was okay. in 10 games, right? 2020? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the shortened season. Shortened so, season. Okay. so asterisk by that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, – 2019, I think this was Hughes' first year there. He had a receiver with 10. Yeah. And this was Antonio Gandy Golden. This kid had 1,400 yards receiving Jeez. that year. Mm. So, mm. It, I mean, these usually, things seem so foreign, Mike. They seem so foreign to us. These yeah, numbers. I'll tell you. So, normal, I'm just saying for to, to Blake's, you know, but yeah. like usually there's a guy who was him. Yeah. In this offense, and we'll get six or more touchdowns. I'm gonna say Var gets six. I'm gonna say Var gets six, Ooh, and Var. I know he's not. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy, man. Um, I think he's just been underused. I think the talent's all there. Um, I know he's not in the wide receiver room, but I think Rivaldo is gonna come close to that. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Rivaldo. I'm for sure going around four or five for Rivaldo. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, he if technically would be six. tight end. I mean, that's what I, that's what I said. He's not in, this? No, that's what I said. He's not technically in the wide receiver yeah. room. I was talking about where I think a lot of the the touchdowns mm-hmm. are going to go. I do think that Rivaldo is going to eat up a good bit of those. Him and Luke are going to be beasts in this offense, by the way. Yeah, mm. I think so. Love Rivaldo that. and Luke Deal are going to be monsters in this offense. Mark my words. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about Rivaldo yesterday. I think a lot of – I think because he was one of those first portal commitments, he kind of got lost, you know, kind of got lost in the shuffle. But, dude, Hugh Freeze with a tight end like that going to be big. Mm-hmm. Uh, going over the defense, fellas, last year, and I'm a, I put it at 24 points per game on defense – I got 29.5 last year, 98 in FBS. We have a 29.5 points a game last year. Mm. Blake, we'll start with you, buddy. Over under 24 a game. I think we're going I – th- I think we're allowing under that. I'm going to go under. Uh, I just think this uh, – I-, I think we're going to be able to stop the run a little bit better than people are expecting. I think our secondary – Dustin, you know how much I love the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to be grade A. I think they're going to be uh, the, one of the best in the country, in my opinion. Uh, I-, I think we uh, exceed expectations – and uh, obviously, I mentioned Justin Rogers. I think he's going to eat up front. Uh, and I think this Auburn defense is going to be really damn good. I, I, I do. I think uh, I think we can 
I think we can help the offense and do things that we didn't help them last year. Like the biggest thing, getting off the field on third down. We didn't, we couldn't do it last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it was forty six percent is what I believe I saw earlier today. Forty six percent on third down. Yeah, it was like a hundred and fifth in the nation. Now it yeah, was bad. terrible. So uh, I think in the in a Ron Roberts defense, loving to loving to play uh, close to the line of scrimmage. He likes to bring the heat. Uh, he likes to force pressure. Uh, I think this Auburn D is going to do it, man. I like the under. Um, under 24 points a game would have gotten Auburn into the top half of the league last year. Mm-hmm. Last, I had Dustin, I had him at 29.5 points per game last year allowed. Yeah, I'm using uh, sportsreference.com. Yeah, yeah, right. And that, that was bottom three. Yeah. So, oof. we asked this question on the uh midweek rapport mm-hmm. and a lot of people were like oh around 21 22 points a game would be excellent and i was like no but you guys don't even understand how excellent or yeah. you know to do mm-hmm. that you're gonna you're gonna compete for the west i think yeah have you good whole teams to under to 22 22 uh, 21 22 points a game mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go over on this one mm. And there's a there's a there's a correlation between how well you possess the ball and points given up on defense. If that makes sense, yeah. So if you have an offense that has constantly got your defense on the field, or they're giving the other team's offense a short field, yeah, these numbers will be skewed somewhat, <laughs> right? And I'm going over because I'm not sure how well Auburn's going to do in the other regard and if this defense is going to be in a bunch of bad situations yeah. at mm-hmm. times, right? Okay. Um, I think in year one, Ron Roberts' defense is solid, opportunistic, but they're going to give up points at times. Okay. Right? So it, I expect it to improve over last year. But I think maybe it's around 25. So I'm actually going to go over on this one. I'm going over as well, Mike. I'm going like 26, 27. And it's not this – I'm just not going to bug up until the season kicks off on defense. I'm just not – I'm high like everybody else in the secondary. I mean, you got to be – you would have to be an idiot not to be. Mm -hmm. But until I see otherwise, man – and it's – you know, like the kid for Purdue, his name slips my mind. You have uh, Knight, the kid from Maryland. There's just a lot of – I know that Justin Rogers is highly touted, but – you know, there's just a lot of pieces here, man, and uh, that we have to see come together. And yep. when I was when I look at some of Ron Roberts' numbers, I see years mm-hmm. where his defense really pops and it really works, and then I see years where maybe it didn't. Um, so I have questions about that. I just have questions about the depth. That's my whole thing with defense. Okay. I really question the depth, and I'm still worried that as the season goes on, teams are going to be able to establish a line of scrimmage because guys are going to get hurt. And I don't know what's Good what's point. left. I, I I trust you know. I, I want to see a guy like NC Sledge step up. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Justin, if Jason Jones goes out, if Justin Rogers goes out, where are we up front? It just I think we're light up there, man. I think we're light. And um, I worry about pass rush as well. I mean, me and Blake talked the other day, and I said, man, it's hard for me to look at the pass rush. And I know that Ron Roberts' defense is going to create different things. There'll be a lot of different guys, right? you know, getting sacks, linebackers, corners, safeties. I understand all that. But, man, it's hard for me to look at it, Mike, and say, I just think Keldrick Falk, for example, will be the best player 
on the defensive line, at least rushing the passer by end of the season, because I just don't see a lot there. I mean, Jalen McLeod, he has six sacks at App State, and I hope the kid has a big year, but I just have a lot of questions about up front. Yeah. I, I, I really do, and I think that the depth as the season goes on is going to be problematic for us. Optimistic yeah. uh, data point here. I believe Jeremy Garrett's defensive line at Liberty led the FBS in sacks. Well, that's the that's topic we got up. We'll slide into this one right here. Yeah. Over under 30 sacks because 30 is what we had last year, and that was right at, that was right at about 50. Liberty last year at 45. They were third, Mike. Third in the nation with 45 last mm. year. They was third? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I knew they were high. It was high. Yeah, third. Mm-hmm. Um. We were like right at 51, 52 with, with 30. Wait, how many did Auburn have last year? 26? Was 30. It? 30? They had 30 sacks? 30. Yeah. So like two point something sacks a game? Yeah, I, I'm going to go over on this one. Yes. Elijah McAllister. I think, you know, they the jack position is super important in this defense. And those guys are going to have to get off the ball, man, and get after the quarterback for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his number improves. I, de- I definitely think this number improves here. Uh, I think they find creative ways to create mismatches on the, mm-hmm. on you know against offensive lines, and I I think that Jeremy Garrett is good at what he does. Not all, mm-hmm. I I I know I know he just kind of followed you over from Liberty, but I really thought he was one of his best hires. And I expect to see that because Auburn is not bereft of talent on D-line, right? Um, I think they have bigger problems at linebacker. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go over on this one. It may not be by much, but I, but mm. I think that they're going to go over on that. I think they find creative ways to get to the quarterback. I'm with you, Mike G. I'm going to go – I'm getting back on the over train here. And uh, and like I like I just mentioned about the defense it's a second ago, I think Auburn's going to find ways to put pressure uh, on the quarterback, something that we have lacked in previous years. Uh, and and I think uh, – I, I just think this this front is going to uh, – is going to be better. I, I think uh, the addition of Keys and, and uh, what's the kid from North Texas – the Nixon, Larry Nixon, Nixon. Larry Nixon. Yeah. 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 I think that's a huge pickup. Uh, and so, and, and Dustin's all over Keldrick Falk. He thinks he is going to be an animal. He thinks he'll be starting by the end of the year. Yeah. High sure. praise for him. Yeah. I've yeah. heard good things from, from some of the other players and, you know, well, it's already like 280, right, Mike? Like he's yeah, already yeah. up. Yeah. Dude. I mean, that was a big get, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, somebody has got to emerge. And when you have as much turnover as Auburn has, it's likely to be a name that you didn't hear last year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like over half of this roster is going to be recruited through the portal from high school. So yeah. let's, um, let's not mistake, dude, this is, this was a rebuild mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of ways, right? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of new pieces, a, rebuild. a lot of new pieces here. Dustin, what you got over under we gave up 4.6 yards of carry last year on defense. Oh. And I, I mean, and I, Arkansas and Penn State yeah. are, are probably where the majority of this this year yeah. right here comes from. How you feeling on this one, Blake? 4.6 yards. Are we getting better defending? And that's really the question here. Do we get better defending the run? I, I, I think we do. I, I I think we do. I'm gonna go. Sl- I'm gonna go slightly under here. I I think I think we get better. Mm-hmm. 
I, I do. I think we get better. Uh, and, and I think we got some dudes that have played some games and, and, uh, and some transfer pieces that, you know, like you mentioned, Dustin, the depth does scare me, mm-hmm. but I do think we're better than what we were last year. I'm sorry, I got to get on the train. I, I'm just, I'm drinking the Kool Aid because I do. Uh, I'm gonna go over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the over train again. Is protecting the second level, mm-hmm. I have concerns about linebacker. Yeah, and plugging gaps and choosing right gaps and doing. You know, being assignment sound. Yeah, I just have concerns, guys. Yeah. I mean, and it's you know to kind of take a, a line from Justin's you know uh, mantra here on the night. Until I've seen it, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like do, I just do, uh, I think we're we're solid on D line, man. But I just think sometimes. Do you think, Mike? Do you think the difference in the in the in the scheme of the defense could help help what we went through last year compared to this year? Yeah, sure. I mean, scheme always helps, but ultimately, no matter what defense you run, you have to know what your assignment is, man. Like, you have to know what gaps to fill. And you know, I remember I forgot what game it was, but I just remember there was a game where we were in the red zone, and they showed like an overhead view of Steiner just like running into the wrong gap, (laughs) (laughs) and the running back chose just went walked in the end zone it was like yes. damn like if he had, he would have stoned him if he had mm-hmm. just chosen the right gap and he didn't yeah. he, he ran right into a bunch of other players <laughs> yeah. it was like the easiest <laughs> touchdown the other team had ever gotten so um it's a lot of that last year from linebackers mike yeah i just i got my questions about this so i'm gonna go over it may not be much over but you know can can Cam can Cam uh, step up and, and fill out is, is what we thought he was gonna be when yeah, he got absolutely. called. Absolutely, man. And then you know the kid from um, Ole Miss, I think Austin Keys. Austin, Austin Keys. Keys. Yep. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna be interested to see what they do there at linebacker. I mean, they've got yeah. a bunch of options. Um, Demario Tolan, I was told, was a little underweight. Um, you know, but. LSU people were really upset about yeah, losing sure. him, dude. Yeah. Like, I do. They were they were crying about that that, that loss, mm-hmm. their transfer. And from what I understand, there was nothing nefarious that happened there. So, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over on this one, but not with a ton of conviction. I'm just saying, you know, I think, you know, when you have a good run stopping defense, your linebackers play well. Yeah. I don't know that we've ever seen a good run defense where linebacker play was subpar. Mm-hmm. And Auburn definitely had subpar linebacker play last year. Yeah. Mike, you think I'm out of bounds for thinking that um, – and I'm just – I'm going with a lot of young guys because, like you said, somebody's going to have to step up here. And um, I think Robert Woodyard is going to be starting by the end of the year. Is that mm. crazy? Yeah, that's that's another name to keep an eye on. I don't think that's crazy. Um, mm. You know, defense is one of those – like it's interesting, right? On defense, you rotate a lot of guys mm-hmm. to stay fresh. You're supposed to, anyway. Yeah, I mean, Last if, you, year was... if you, yeah, and then you 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 have more opportunity to create depth on defense than you do on offense, just because of playing time. Because you want to be fresh in the fourth quarter, and one of the ways to do that is by rotating a lot of guys at you know D line and, mm-hmm. and and some mm-hmm. at linebacker, right? Like so, uh, guys will get an opportunity to earn more playing time yep throughout the year so the scenario that you're painting right now is not crazy you know that a guy could come in and 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 
do what he's supposed to do so that the coaches start to trust him more. And then before you know it, at the end of the year, he's the guy. Love that. It's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent. I just want to see a guy that we flip from Bama ball out. You know, I want to, I just, I just wanted to meet, but you've been saying it, bro. You've been saying it for months. It is petty. It's very petty. Mm -hmm. And you've been saying, you've been saying for months, though, to a point that you've been making, Mike, (laughs) that when you win these big recruiting battles, they got to pan out. They do. They 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 got to pan out. And if you're going to flip a guy from Bama, and there's a little bit of, yeah, he had a tour in his ACL or whatever it was, but like, I, th- I think they still would have took him in the class. If you're going to flip a guy like that, man, it really would behoove you for him to pan out and you have something to to say, hey, man, listen, we can do this. Yeah, yeah. development, man, is, is such a key piece to, to, to a lot of what we're talking about. Um, you know, for Auburn to improve these numbers, guys have to get better and they have to develop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, so how does that happen? Well, number one, if you have coaches who know what they're doing, then guys should develop. If you have a good scheme, guys will develop in that scheme. And if you're evaluating talent correctly, then guys will develop, right? You know, yeah. um, you know, if if, if if a five-star you recruit is really a five-star, you should be able to coach them up. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. If a four-star is really a four-star, you should be able to coach them up. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have, which is going to be a majority of your team, a bunch of three-stars that you should be able to coach up. But if you get a five-star guy, a four-star guy like, like, like Woodyard, mm-hmm. and – you miss and he turns out to be a dud. Uh, what hope do I have for the three star guys? Yeah. Right. If you're continue, this was my knock on Gus. <laughs> high, a lot of highly recruited rated classes. But yes. go back and look at how many of those kids did not finish their career at Auburn. It's number was staggering. <laughs> Byron <laughs> Howard. Oh God, man. Yeah. And then but it's still good enough to take snaps at right. the NFL level. Yes. Bill Belichick drafted him. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Like, oh, maybe I'm drafting him, but signed him, whatever. He, why we bought him they, in. They've got it out of me here. Mm, yeah. That's all I'm saying. I just, I, uh, I mean, I, I got my questions, guys. I got my questions. <laughs> Fellas, for the first time in what, a decade? There's not going to be a Carlson kicking field goals. Weird. Last year, it's going to be weird. We made 18 of 24 as a team last year. That was good for 75%. Over or under on the field goal kicking this year? Because you don't think about it. I heard oh. nobody talk about field goals all off season, but Special you gonna team. get down. You gonna get down to a game, baby, or this right here gonna matter. And at least quit kicking the damn ball out of bounds, but on the kickoff, <laughs> but yeah. on the on the field goals. Mike, start with you, buddy. Seventy five percent over or under. Got to get better than this. It's trash. How much do I like McPherson? Guys, I'm lukewarm on McPherson. Mm, really? I'm lukewarm on McPherson. Um, I have my reasons for that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go over here. Not with a ton of conviction, though. Um, I, I think maybe Auburn is in some more makeable situations. Yeah. Um, But I have my questions about McPherson, man. I do. Mm. That, that's yeah that that is not what i expected to hear <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, about mcpherson right yeah um, so um and it sucks man because when you need your kicker you really need him yes yes sir. and like you know nobody thinks about the kicker until that dude starts missing field goals and then you're not winning 
Well, that's uh, Anders was, you know, he was loved. And then all of a sudden he comes off the <laughs> knee and he starts shanking a couple and people are like, Hey, this guy's trash. You know? Uh, I mean, they were straight yeah. up. Yeah. I listen, yeah, I, I was never an Anders guy. I'm with you, Mike. My, yeah. my family, my family that's listening right now is probably laughing because they've been on the end of some rants from me. Boy. Yeah. Just... I've never been an Anders guy. So I'm with you on that one. Yep. Uh, you know, Daniel was great. <laughs> yeah, Legatron. Yeah, uh, Anders is maybe living on Bro's name a little. Maybe. And yeah. McPherson, I fear, maybe a little of the same. Oh, wow. Okay, living live on Bro's name a little. He's got a brother mm. in the NFL. It's a pretty yep. good kicker. Is there any the competition Bengals. there, Mike? Is anybody else maybe pushing him? Yeah, like listen, man, Evan McGuire is there, man, and he's got a leg. I think okay. he wins kickoffs this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I I doubt you see McPherson on kickoff. Uh, he did a couple last year, and they weren't good. So, right, yeah. um, uh, I watched a little bit of McGuire kicking kickoffs. Man, he's got a leg, dude. Um, and it was interesting. It was a kicking camp, <laughs> and the Auburn kickers were there helping with the camp, and um, they did kind of like a comp- an interesting competition at kickoff, where um, in the first round, the ball had to carry so many yards, but also hang in the air for a certain amount of seconds. Mm-hmm. And then it, each round that went by, you had to kick it further and it had to hang in the air longer. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, you had to be, um, you had to be, you had almost had to kick it 60 yards in the air. Damn. And had to hang up for at least four seconds. Damn. And this was, I mean, this was difficult because I right. was sitting there with my stopwatch and I was like, there were kids who were kicking it far, but they had no hang time mm-hmm. at all. Um, and this, and I watched, uh, they did, it was so funny. Uh, our special teams coach was running the camp and uh, they had some brother on brother violence. They brought out Evan McGuire and his little brother who was in the kicking camp and they kicked yeah. against each other. And little brother got schooled by big brother hard. <laughs> Evan kicked that thing, man. Like, I mean, he looked like a college kicker. It looked like right. a college kicker versus yeah. a high school kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and his brother is actually a very good kicker. So, um, yeah, I, I have my questions about McPherson. And I think that, you know, I, I hope similar to Ben Patton last year that, Evan is ready for the moment if he gets called on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, yeah, Ben definitely was. Yeah, he went out and he made a couple field goals, man, when mm-hmm. he was asked to. And, you know, yeah. listen, people don't understand how hard that is to do. It's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah. You know, out there. And those balls, man, they come off your foot differently when 90,000 people are watching. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, uh, this is a tough one, man. Like, this is a tough one. I mean, and I, if, if I'm wrong, I hope it's because we just didn't have to kick a lot of field goals and he made the few that they were (laughs) at. He he made the 20 yarders that he had Mm -hmm. to make. (laughs) I'm with you, Mike G, uh, on the over here. Just because, like you said, I do think we're going to be in some better situations, uh, some some closer distances, uh, and (laughs) uh, I I think it's going to be a little easier 
for us this year on the special in the special teams department. I'm glad to hear that we got a guy on on kickoff because Good Lord, uh, if, dude. if I saw another one go out of bounds and not make it into that damn end zone, I oh, was going to flip. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I, I think I think McGuire's it, dude. Like, good. I, 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 and I hope he gets his shot. I mean, he, he's right. a real, he's a good kickoff guy, and and yeah. I think that he will provide consistency at that. Um, but field goals, like, look, man. I just I'm so done with like legacy anything. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, dude. Yeah. Just, I just want the best guy out there. <laughs> and 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 McPherson is he's a talented kid. So I don't want it to sound like I'm crapping on right. him. I'm just I just yeah. not, I'm not I'm not sure he's him mm. at kicker. That's a red flag for me. I'm, yeah, glad, I'm glad I'm happy to be wrong about this. But right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, dude, sure. like I said, nothing and, not make me happier to be wrong. Yeah, kicker, dude, like we said, Andres has some good years, has some bad years. They, they come and go, man, and they can they can come and go quick. Uh, Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot, man. I'm going to throw one up real quick. Just one up real quick that we didn't talk about. Gus Malzahn went 68 and 35, right? 68 and 35 Okay. Over under 68 career wins at Auburn for Hugh. Oh, wow. <laughs> From the top rope. Do I think Hugh Freeze is going to be at Auburn for eight years or not? Right? Like, I mean, this is a question about longevity. Yeah. Right? Because if you're for over, sure. you, sure. you, I mean, you found some success, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, because you were here long enough to get. To sixty something wins. Right. National media says we are mighty impatient, Mike. They do, and the reality is, is that Auburn is more patient than most schools when it comes Thank to you. pulling the trigger yep. on firing. Yep. Um, so, you know, you know, let's deal in reality here. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the averages, they've had about the amount of coaches you should have had over the last twenty years, based on the results. Mm-hmm. Um. And a lot of the narrative about Auburn being quick triggered is more about the attention that they give the minority of fans who are very vocal on social media. Yeah. The truth is um, you do get a chance to do the job at Auburn, right? Listen, people are going to have a lot to say about what the, how you're doing <laughs> while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. But, but that does not, translate to the reality of where the people who make the decisions are in terms of their patience for that person. Yeah. Which is ultimately what matters. Uh, can I, can I choose to push here? <laughs> you on 68? That's what I was pleading the fifth. I don't know. Uh, uh, this is so hard, man. Like you're, you're asking me to predict the future and I'll tell you this. Um, I'll bug a little bit on this one and go over because Hugh Freeze said it best. He said, if we're not in the top seven in recruiting yep. by year three, everybody's going to be looking for a job. Yep. He understands, man, you got to go out and you got to find players to win. You do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you hated Harson, you love to hear that. You're the guy who understands that recruiting is important and you got to put all your energy into getting the right pieces first. Um, And I see that energy going into that. 
And the better you recruit, the more leeway you have on the mm. field and on game day. Uh, B. Will says this all the time. He talks about Saban not having to be the best in-game coach because he recruits enough five-star players. Yes. That I, I think about how much liberty you get as an offensive coach having Bryce Young at quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Having yeah. A, a guy who's practically a coach on the field at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Auburn rarely has that mm-hmm. at quarterback. And I think that that is going to be the key to how long Q freeze lasts at Auburn and how many games he wins during that tenure. He's got to solve this offensive like puzzle that Auburn seems to solve like once every five years mm-hmm. and it competes for a championship. Yeah. That's what we're due. Auburn's a do, guys. <laughs> Auburn's a do. <laughs> right? Like, so you're like 2004, six years later, it's 2010. Yeah. You know, 2013, 2017, they're due. We're due. They're due. Uh, Need so, some first-year magic. So it could be this year. I think the, the schedule is favorable both this year and next year. Yeah, next year for sure, man. Right? So yeah. if it develops the way that they want this year, next year projects really well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to book. I'm book. This is a complete book. I'm going over. But, man, I really, I really, I'm t- t- I mean, it's not my money, but God, I'm tired of hearing about all the coaches that Auburn is paying still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, man, just let's just pay this one for a while. Yeah, we got a softball buyout we need to come up with, too. Uh, we touched on that one last episode. Start that the GoFundMe. That boy got to go, bro. Mickey uh, D, you got to go. Oh, man. So, yeah, no more buyouts. No more buyouts for football. He's going to be here for a while. Yeah, I'm going to go with you, too. I'm going to go over. And I think a lot of uh, important part to remember about this is um, conference is changing. Conference is changing. There's a, there's a good possibility that every year we're not going to be playing LSU, Georgia, yeah. Bama. I mean, Great what point. we got coming to 2024, like, dude, you give me Kentucky, Mizzou, Vandy, give me that all day. Great you can give me that for the next five years to make up for what we've mm-hmm. dealt with for the past 30, and I'm good with Great that. Point. I, so I just point. think there are some things about the conferences. I, mean, they're changing. I think our schedule is going to get a lot easier. Now, could that change in three years? Could the SEC had 10 guys on our schedule get crazy again for sure. But as it looks for now, I mean, I do think that it, the, the load is going to get lightened for Auburn in the future. You, you know where Auburn is lucky is that they don't have a really ridiculously tough, like, in-state rival that is also non-conference. Yeah, right, right. Uh, like, yeah, like South Carolina, Carolina Clemson. Yeah, yeah like, mm-hmm. man, you, you see Florida, Florida, Florida State schedules. Now. Florida, ske- Florida is the hardest <laughs> schedule I've ever seen. It's tough, yeah. dude. Ever. UCF is their cupcake. UCF is their get like their cupcake yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their true cupcake, I think, is Samford. They have 11 yeah. power five opponents on their tough, schedule. Man. Yeah, that is the hard. If they go nine and three in that mm. schedule. Hang the banner, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. It is the hardest schedule I've ever seen. And I, I don't think that Auburn has the prospect for that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think that there could be some favorable. I think conference expansion might actually bring some more favorable schedules for Auburn. And the elimination of divisions. And they will still have the boost of being in the SEC. Yeah. Okay. Right, and you will have an expanded playoff as well, too, guys. Yeah, you know, slide in at ten or twelve. 
Yeah, he's just gonna get four teams in it anyway. Let's be real. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's like like you said, with twelve teams, let's say that we're right there, one, two losses, and then we lose a close game to an undefeated Bama team. Mm-hmm. How much are we gonna be punished for that, right? Yeah. Like and that, right. that, that game being right there at the end of the season, we put on a good we put on a good performance like we did two years ago, losing in three overtimes. And we're in position already in playoff contention. We're not going to get knocked for that. Uh, they didn't even get knocked in 2017. Uh, hey, with Help me help them out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. I, I Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference is going to bring um, a lot of parity, but there's gonna it's going to open the door for some other things as well, too, that might be yeah. favorable to some teams. And for Auburn – Fortunately, for the next two years, it's produced some pretty favorable schedules. I, I think mm-hmm. that the I think the 2024 schedule is super manageable compared to some of their peers. Oklahoma got a tough draw. Yeah, they did. In year one, I looked at it. I, I tweeted out, "R.I.P. Oklahoma, man!" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boomer, our guy, big game Boomer, was like, "Right, right, right." I can't yeah. wait for him to find out. He's gonna find out about this right here. <laughs> he listen. He knows. He knows. I, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not delusional about how yeah. tough it is in the SEC. Um, he just has to ignore it for now yeah. <laughs> until he's in it. But like he's, him and I, he's reckless. On the side, like he knows. He's reckless on some things. He says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, I mean, you're an account like that. You got to be reckless, yeah. right? Because it's too fun to just tossing a grenade yeah. in the middle of like college football Twitter and then watching everybody <laughs> scatter. Yeah. Right. Like, so I, I hope that that grenade, I, he put out a, he put out a list the other day. We talked about reckless and it was like biggest problem for every college football team this season. And Auburn's was like the fan base. <laughs> uh, I, DM'd, I DM'd him and I was like, come on, bro. Like, you know, you know, gay sliding boy. And he was like, well, here's my explanation. And, and then this, and, you know, my whole thing with him was, dude, I get it, but I just think that you're falling into the trap of thinking yeah. that the vocal minority on Twitter represents the entirety of the fan base. Yeah. It's just not. Most mm-hmm. of the fan base is not even on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to accurately poll what they're thinking about the season. So, you know, it's, most fans are, are, are reasonable, man. And they're, you know, they know. Yeah. They know what's up. For sure. Well, Mike, thank you for being on here with us tonight, buddy. We're really fired up to be no part problem. of the network with you guys, man. Uh, we know we got a lot of big things coming. Blake, I'm going to say to you for the final word, man. I just want to remind everybody that the new times – 10.30 after these guys right here, the morning drop. We're coming on 10 o'clock AM Central Time yeah. on YouTube. At the same time, Spotify, Apple, all that. Go over there, leave a review, like, and subscribe. Tremendous growth over the past week, man. We really, really appreciate everybody. Dustin, Mike G, my final words for this episode is Auburn and Perry Thompson mm. have the Alabama faithful shivering right now. Look on that message board over there, and you see the Bammers are just – they're in shambles right now. They don't want it no more, Blake. He ain't that good no more, Blake. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, we never want want him. We got enough five stars. Yeah, no. I saw saw one guy, he come out and said, uh, it looks like bro's running a 5'7". Yeah. And I was like, dude, what? (laughs) Okay, I I can tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm down here. And uh, that ain't it, all right? <laughs> uh, I just think what it is is uh, Hugh, Daddy Hugh is coming in and and he's putting a little pressure on you. 
and you're starting to feel it a little bit. And now they're even attacking Cam Coleman. They're, they're like, oh, man, I don't know what the deal – I don't know why they're so high on him. Mm-hmm. He really ain't that good. Like, like bro's just – like, his his frame's just big, you know? And I'm like, yeah. what kind of take is that, you know? Cam, trash Cam, Coleman, Cam Coleman comes from a, a really good, like, sports family. Right? Yeah. Um, I went to high school with his dad, actually. His dad's name is Bobby Coleman. He yeah. played baseball at Central Phoenix City. And, um, you know, Cam's a real deal. What a cool <laughs> – what a cool – for Q Freeze, if he pulls off Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman in the same mm. class, what if they mm. both announce on Big Cat? Come on, both- man. Come mm. on, man. Like, it would just be so amazing. And, and so, mm. you know, you just got to look at what's going on here and think, you know, for these discussions to even be happening means is that Hugh Freeze is doing the work. Yes. Right. So, you know, my, my closing, you know, statement is, is that I think it's exciting to see the work that's going in. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, what that yields is. Uh, excitement enough enough improvement for fans to understand that this thing is headed the right direction yeah right you know and he's got a lot more tools to recruit at his disposal than he had when he was at Ole Miss because listen listen guys whether you like it or not you know we can pretend like schools aren't throwing money at these kids but now you can throw <laughs> money at them you know and Auburn's got just as much money as the next guy so, so we'll see how it goes let's go <laughs> Let's go. All right, boys. Good stuff tonight. Appreciate everybody for joining. Like I said, man, like and subscribe. Go over there to Spotify, Apple, leave a rating, all that. We appreciate everybody. We're out. We'll see y'all Friday. Yeah. Dan Eagle, baby. War Eagle. War Eagle.